Hi everyone. The episode you're about to hear is going to have some inconsistent audio quality. The first half, Jake's microphone is going to sound not as good as the second half, and it's Jake's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. It was really just that his microphones got switched, and we promise we'll never do it again. Enjoy! everybody <laughs> welcome to the podcast smiles on the prize starring jake and christy yeah <laughs> it's a big episode today oh the so girl big becomes america's next top model it originally aired july 15th 2003 jake when i first started watching this cycle i was like bragging to my partner about the ending and how the end went, and then I went and started doing some research, and I had completely remembered it ending a different way. Whoa. So it was a surprise for you, too. Kind of, yeah. I For some reason, I remembered Shannon winning, mm. and I think she didn't. it- Yeah, she got close, but- <laughs> No cigar. No. Yeah, so this it was a jam-packed episode. Oh, I didn't grief. realize that they were going to eliminate two people. I thought it would they would just like pick the winner of the three- who remained so the mid the mid episode elimination round took me by surprise oh i think that's pretty classic for the for the majority of seasons yeah i think in later seasons they sort of do both but i don't know why for some reason i assumed it was like gonna be great british bake-off rules or something <laughs> um and that's actually survivor rules too mm. question when did they go back to new york uh, I think a couple, an episode or two ago. It was pretty quick. Like, it was a kind of a smash cut. I think they were like, we're not going to bother filming them walking through the airport and stuff. There was just a scene where I was like, and then they all went back to New York. <laughs> okay, I totally missed that. Yeah, I think maybe last episode or the one before that. Okay, so we got Adrian, Elise, and Shannon back in New York. The girls seem so much happier without Robin. Yeah, it is a marked difference. I feel like for Shannon in particular, it's she seemed like a different person almost. Yeah, it's easy to forget that she's only 18. She's basically a teenager and she probably wants to have fun and like play. Yeah, she's literally a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to see Shannon let loose a little bit and actually have fun while she was there. Yeah, they were being so cute and funny. It was really a charming segment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all three of them in this episode, it was very fun to see them just like get along and seem like they like each other and were happy that the other people in the group were doing well and, and all that. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, also, the girls have all this time to like hang out and go shopping right at the end, which I feel like is not common at all in later yeah. seasons. <laughs> yeah, it felt like their schedule this entire season was a lot less jam-packed than in some of the other seasons I've seen. Low budget. Because um, of the time budget. <laughs> their lesson for this week was just talking to a producer of a fashion show and the big moment in there was that Elise is basically dozing off. She can't keep her eyes open. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny in the interview. She was just like, it was super boring. I didn't pay attention to any of it. <laughs> so oh, Elise. <laughs> oh, she is such a nut. Question. Have you ever been dozing off during something that was really important? That's a good question. As a student, 
I guess maybe in like high school or maybe just in middle school doing standardized tests and yes. finishing the test and then just being so bored that I was like falling asleep at my desk. Yes, you don't even go back and check because you're like, yeah. I don't, I can't care. Yeah, I just don't care. And I'm too sleepy. When I saw this scene with Elise, I immediately thought of the days when I've been, because remember, listeners, I teach fourth grade, when I've gone to work and been like sick or had had something happen in my family and had to go to work on very little sleep. And then I'll have like a little nine-year-old come up and tell me the longest most backward story possible <laughs> and I'll just be like don't close your eyes don't don't hurt this little guy's feelings yeah <laughs> just stay awake but none of these things are as important as a hundred thousand dollar modeling contract yeah <laughs> although maybe I'm confusing the prizes with a later season yeah I couldn't remember if they did get a cash prize this time or if they even put like a monetary value on the the modeling contract. Oh, we will get into it okay. um, because it is uncertain whoa to historians <laughs> <laughs> top model historians <laughs> of which we are two <laughs> um they all the girls also get a lesson in a certain runway walk that Tyra gives them in a random hallway. <laughs> Yeah, just the hotel hallway. <laughs> yep. Which was delightful. Yeah, it is funny thinking about the budget for this season and how it almost, that scene felt so funny because also the cameras are just not good that they're filming with. Like it looks like a flip phone camera sometimes or something. So it kind of seemed like a bunch of friends like hanging out and be like, let's act like we're models now. This would be my runway walk and like walking down the <laughs> hotel hallway. But then it's funny because it's these obviously very talented aspiring models and one of the top models ever <laughs> doing these lessons in a random hotel hallway. Yep. Uh, <laughs> next, they have a challenge, which is just more go but this time in New York. And they go to see Kamora Lee Simmons of Baby Fat. And I'm just reminded, every time I see a Ghosties episode, I always think it must be so awkward for the designers to have to just sit in a chair and watch someone do a super intense runway walk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's something that you get used to, especially since Kamora Lee Simmons had mentioned that they were hiring for the actual runway show that day too. So they had seen like a hundred models already that day or something crazy. So I'm sure it's something that you just get used to, but yeah, it's hard to imagine just sitting there being like, okay, yeah, I could imagine you. Okay. So let me imagine oh yes, the runway and you could wear like the big fur collar. That yeah, that could so work. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't a photo shoot this week. It was just the challenge and straight to evaluations to panel. Yeah. It almost felt like a light week. In some ways, because, yeah, there was no photo shoot. The challenge seemed fairly chill. Like, it was one go-see versus having to go try to do, like, four in a strange city you've never been to and things like that. It did seem like they were making a really big deal of being in a real-life actual fashion show, which was interesting because I feel like yeah. in later seasons, that becomes almost more of a mid season challenge and then there's like an even bigger fashion show that they do at the end of the season yes and so to have that be like the climax of season one i thought was interesting yeah usually they have more experience on the runway before the yeah. end and usually the end runway there's like some gimmick that makes it really difficult to get through yeah yeah so after the go see i was kind of surprised uh that elise was the the mid episode elimination 
Yes, I have to wonder if little Elise hadn't been dozing off during that last challenge, would she have won America's Next Top Model? Yeah, that's a good question. It kind of seemed like it would have been possible. That judge seemed really annoying that she was falling asleep, which is fair because that's pretty disrespectful. But then again, even when they were asking her questions, she didn't really seem like she cared that much and didn't come off great. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So part of the mid-episode elimination round, they were asking about, I guess, stuff that they had talked about before. And they asked Elise if she still felt like being a model was just like a physical thing that didn't really require a lot of mental capabilities or something like that. And it felt almost like a softball for them to be like, Elise, will you please take back what you said about how models don't have to be smart? And Elise was like, nope, I still think it's a physical thing. It's just people who have more estrogen when their kids have the right uh, facial qualities to be a model. And that's what I believe. Yeah. (laughs) And so I felt like she could have at least tried a little bit to be like, yeah, I've really seen that. You have to really think hard. And I feel like she like seems like stuff that she actually would have learned that modeling. Sure, a lot of it is physical, but you have to think really hard about these physical things that you're doing and like essentially have complete control over your entire body at all times. Yeah, she didn't have a lot of respect for it. And I wonder if Elise had been on a, maybe even just a few cycles later, if she had gone on, she probably wouldn't have made it nearly as far being that disrespectful of the profession. Yeah. But in season one, everyone was just so delighted by her body that it probably seemed easy to her. Yeah, that was one thing I, I was thinking too is, I guess I can understand why that's her response to that question when the entire show so far, she has every judging. It's like, well, you look so high fashion that you get to be in the next round. Like everyone always just comments on how her physical characteristics do make her a perfect model. (laughs) And that's the only thing that matters. So I guess I can see why that was her response there too. (laughs) Some highlights from panel. Adrian says that modeling makes her feel like she's God. (laughs) <laughs> Which I thought was a kind of an, like a silly thing, but then it felt very insightful because everybody in one room focused on you must feel pretty intoxicatingly powerful, yeah. <laughs> especially if you like attention the way that she does. Yeah, she said that she loves being the center of attention. Little Shannon couldn't name any photographers or designers. And guys, this is a problem that is consistent throughout the whole Top Model series where they're always like, talk to us about somebody in the industry. And all of the contestants are like, oops, didn't do any research before I came on the show. (laughs) Yeah, and at least Shannon has the excuse of not having seen the preceding season to know that. But it does seem like after this season, probably most of the people who are going to be on Top Model will have seen the first season of Top Model and will know that they should know at least a couple names that they can pick out. I thought it was especially funny. She couldn't name anyone. And then I think it was like Bo Quillen was like, well, what about that one photographer who's taken your picture several times so far and she couldn't remember his name either. So I feel like that was some points against her too, that she didn't even remember the people that she had been working with for the last four months or however long it had been. Honestly, I think, I think that could have been me too though, to just kind of be on (laughs) autopilot of like, this is my job today and not commit the names to memory. I I definitely could do that. Yeah, I can definitely see how it would be really stressful and like intense to be working there. But I guess I can also see how that could be a a fairly legitimate strike against you if you can't remember the people that you've been working with. And it seems like a lot of modeling is 
maybe partially about like who you know and the connections you can make and things like that. Damn. Um, but Shannon said Jesus told her that Elise was staying in the competition. So. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. I... Elise had some confidence because of that. However, this is a really interesting tidbit that apparently throughout the whole cycle, Janice Dickinson liked Elise so much that every judging, Janice would wink at Elise at the beginning to let oh. her know you were safe. But at the beginning of this one, she shook her head at Elise, so she Whoa. knew right away after they had deliberated that she was out. That's interesting. So she knew Jesus had lied to Shannon in that yeah, moment. That's interesting. She had insider information. <laughs> she had two sets of insider information, and it turns out that Janice was right and Jesus was wrong. Yep. I don't know if this ever happening ever again in top model history. Yeah, that's really interesting. I thought this episode, again, it was interesting how much it seemed like the judges hung out with the contestants outside of any challenge or like contest requirements. Like they just had dinner, a fancy dinner with Adrian and Shannon before the yes. final judging and how much it seems like it would affect your decisions if you just end up liking one person a lot. Like it's the, it seems like it would be hard to be impartial with all of the the hanging out that they did this season. And I think that's why Tyra set up all those rules in future seasons because yeah. the favoritism was so extreme. But that's yeah. just my inference. Yeah. Um, I did like that when Elise was eliminated, she slapped Adrian's ass. And that <laughs> was just good. Yeah, content. that was funny. Yeah, I think Adrian and Elise's friendship was one of by far one of my favorite things about this season. I also thought it was really funny that in her like post-elimination interview, Elise was just like, well... I tried. It was pretty fun. It was I, It was just a whim I had to try like being a model or whatever. And now I'm never going to model again. And I'm going to be a doctor. Bye. Okay. Do you want to hear what actually happened to Elise? I would love to hear what actually happened to Elise. She did not become a doctor. After her elimination, she had a meeting with Tyra, who was like trying to give her tips and said, get a publisher. You know, you did really well on the show. And... You, you need to try. And Elise yeah. didn't take her advice originally, but then she got approached by some people and her kick, her career really got kickstarted. She had a really successful modeling career in Asia, mostly working in Hong Kong, even mm. modeling Chanel at some point. She was named one of Wired Magazine's <laughs> 2005 10 Sexiest Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> She wrote a very popular blog about her modeling experiences. She published a book called Beauty in the Biz. Um, she even wrote a satirical piece for Bust Magazine on how to be a reality TV star. Wow. <laughs> but even after being incredibly successful, especially compared to the average contestant on America's Next Top Model, she continued to insist for the rest of her life that it was the easiest, or she's not dead, don't worry, that it was the easiest <laughs> job in the world that modeling is... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> oh, she's a hoot. That's um, really funny. <laughs> she stopped modeling in her late twenties, and she's now mm -hmm. a geospatial analyst. Analyst, I think huh. it said geospatial analyst. I don't know what that means, Me but I bet she likes it. I bet she analyzes geospace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the her boyfriend that came to visit her on the show. Mm -hmm. Martin Crandall was a member of the Shins at the time. Oh. The band. Huh. I was like... That's random. I know. <laughs> and they both were arrested over a domestic dispute later on, and she ended up marrying somebody else and now has a child. Huh. 
Well, good for her. It sounds like she had quite the quite the career, and now has a cool new career in G- in the geo space. Yeah, I wonder if she. I you know how I told you that Kissy was in Adrian's wedding. Yeah, Elise was not in her wedding. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, which makes me wonder if the line where Elise said Adrian is the worst listener in the world, maybe. <laughs> if they had a falling out. I kind of feel like that seems like the kind of thing that would not really bother Adrian that much, but I <laughs> That's guess a good what point. do I know? Uh, so, goodbye, Elise. Not that sad to see you go, babe. <laughs> Next, we have the dinner that Jake was referencing earlier where Tyra and the two Jays just took them out to a fancy restaurant and went fishing for drama from Adrian and Shannon. (laughs) Which they got. Definitely. It wasn't too dramatic, though. They just sort of dished about everyone that they liked and didn't like. Yeah, the only awkward part, I think, was Robin, because Shannon didn't want to say anything about Robin. Yeah, but Adrian was ready to slang the goss. But I think Robin left Top Model with good feelings because later she ends up being part of the house in later seasons with her quote, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, which I know is not her quote, Yeah. but Top Model acts like it is. And (laughs) she's kind of known for standing up for what she believes in. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Good for, good for Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that they were in this like fancy New York restaurant and then it, it, the scene ended with them all just like dancing and Tyra just making everybody dance and do crazy dance moves. Doing in shots. This really fancy restaurant, yeah. Oh, so awkward and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Then um, back at their hotel, Adrian is talking about her zit and Shannon starts begging her to pop her zit. And it was just yeah. such a real moment. It, like, made me smile. But, like, that just sounds like something you would overhear a couple of girlfriends talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like there was more candid sort of moments like that in this season than I remember in some of the future seasons that I've seen. Yeah, I think that it's just because they had time. They were like, um... <laughs> yeah, we're just hanging out. What did you think of the the fashion show? I thought they did great. Yeah. I thought they looked great. Their walks, there were no. Usually something goes wrong. And yeah. They Some both sort of big angry. drama. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. I thought it was nice to see Shannon do well and have like an edge to her because that's something they've been saying this entire season is that she's never edgy enough. And so for her to really rock the runway, I thought was really fun. Yeah, she performed at such a level, they didn't seem to mind that she had skipped a photo shoot. Because she did so well. Yeah, that was one thing I was wondering about throughout this episode is if if or how much Shannon would be sort of penalized for having skipped that photo shoot. I think Janice Dickinson at the judging was like, she did so well on the runway, I don't even care that she skipped the photo shoot. Yeah, and she's not the only one in top model history to skip a photo shoot and survive for a yeah. long time afterward. But it's so uncommon. Yeah. So Tyra said she really didn't know who she thought was going to win. Do you think she was being honest? Uh, I'm yeah, because I don't think that Tyra Banks would lie. <laughs> she yeah, I kind of believed that too. Who did you <laughs> think was going to win? Like when you were watching it, what was your uh, instinct? I I don't know because I was really thrown by Elise leaving mid episode. Yes. So at that point, I was really I thought it was anyone's game. I think I maybe would have said. Adrian, if I had to pick, and I think mostly just because I really have liked Adrian for pretty much this whole season, so I would have wanted her to win over Shannon, so I was happy that she did. Plus, I imagined that 
Shannon would be sort of more in trouble for having skipped that photo shoot. So I think that made sense to me too. True. The show does this thing. I've noticed that whenever you get to the finale, I almost like the show really wants you to not know who's going to win and think they're both at risk at losing. And so they kind of make you feel like neither of them are good enough to win. (laughs) Yeah. I do it every time. And I'm like, why you got to bring both the girls down? (laughs) Yeah. Bring them both up. If you want us to be not sure who's going to win. Yes. So yes, Adrian won. Shannon was eliminated. Um, Shannon actually will later return on the all-star season. Whoa. Season 17. Um, she again was really successful. I feel like a lot of these cycle one people had so much fame from being on the show. Yeah. They did well. She did great in pageants. She continued to model with elite models, lots of magazines. She married another model and they kind of lived happily ever after. Was it Brad? It wasn't Brad. His name is Matt U. Ratliff. And when I was researching her, there was a lot of about her virginity, which I thought was ridiculous, and no need for us to even discuss it. Yeah, they were so obsessed with that this entire season. Yeah, Jake, you want to take a break? Okay, where were we? We're back, guys. So, Adrian has just won America's Next Top Model. Her shock at winning was so touching to watch. Yeah, it was so, like, visceral. And her be like, my family is never going to have to struggle again. Yeah. Oh, just so good. And then Janice fucking Dickinson was like, I didn't vote for you. (laughs) She's so savage. I kind of like that she was honest about it, at least, though. Yes. So you ready for the scandal? I would love to hear about the scandal, Christy. So Adrienne did do some modeling in magazines. She was in a really famous Diamonds commercial. But after winning, she was supposed to receive a contract with Revlon and Wilhelmina Models. But Mm -hmm. she never received these contracts. Weird. And she like reached out to Top Model and Tyra Banks, but was completely ignored. And later, Adrian was basically erased from the show. She didn't get the prizes that she was told she was going to get. Yeah. And then she appeared on Cycle 2 a little bit as part of a challenge. But yeah. I think their falling out became so extreme that in Cycles 7, 8, and 9... All of the winners of Top Model are part of the opening song, except for Adrian. Whoa. And in later seasons, the house has all of these pictures up on the walls of previous winners, and Adrian's not there either. Weird. So it's like they want to pretend that she never won. So Revlon told her that they never intended to use their winner in actual ads, and but once they saw that she was crying and really upset, they're like, okay, we'll pay you $15,000 to model some Revlon makeup to a room of executives. Yeah. So she did it and never got the money. And this is, of course, according to BuzzFeed and Adrian herself. Yeah. And Adrian this year went on Instagram and she was explaining that she was like, all these season one girls can back me up. And Giselle did back her up that apparently throughout the season they were told all the time that they were going to be instantly super rich and have a huge Revlon contract. Yeah. And all of that was just cut out later. So when you watch the season, you don't see all the things that they were told that they were promised. And, Weird. And not just Adrian said this. Other girls were saying it too. Yeah. Um, Revlon said they did not care. Um, Wilhelmina said 
that top model had burned a bridge with them because they chose a different modeling agency to feature in season two. So Wilhelmina Models, as like a screw you to Tyra, gave Elise all of these modeling jobs and gave Adrian almost nothing. Wow. See, that's so shitty because it's not Adrian's fault that Mm -hmm. top model screwed them over. Yep. So she like hated her own agency. And so then when Adrian came forward with all of this and revealed it to the public because she wasn't getting anything for her experiences, Top Model tried to like rake her over the coals and make it seem like she was lying. And it was really hard on Adrian. So later yeah. she started doing some nude Playboy modeling as a very specific Adrian said it was supposed to be a fuck you to Tyra Banks. Yeah. And she was in Playboy's top 25 sexiest women. But Adrian was fucking successful in TV and film. She acted, yeah. hosted TV shows. She was a judge. She was in several movies, music videos. She did a lot of reality TV shows. One of her shows was just focused on her and her husband. Yeah. And recently, she teamed up. Like By recently, I mean 2012. <laughs> She teamed up with Stan Lee to create her own Superfans YouTube show, and it was airing for a while in 2012. She loves stuff like Star Wars, Game of Thrones, World of Warcraft, and is like really present on all of the fandoms. And this is my favorite Adrian story. (laughs) In 2014, at the San Diego Comic-Con, her friend was sexually assaulted. Oh, no. At the Comic-Con. And Adrian at the time was dressed up like Catwoman. And she used her Catwoman bullwhip to beat off the assaultant <laughs> and, drove, and drove him away to save her friend. Whoa, that's awesome. She's I like know. a real-life superhero. <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> She's also openly bisexual and was one of the first reality stars to do so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I really like her, and it makes me feel really upset that Top Model didn't try harder to help her. Yeah, I'm glad that she still had a good career afterwards, but it's so, yeah, disappointing that it was so hard on her and all this bad stuff happened. Yeah, Tyra says she doesn't like to work with any of the winners after their season ends for ethical reasons, but that doesn't seem true because in later seasons you see her that she does like, she invites previous winners to runway shows and things like that yeah and come back and like help with challenges and stuff like that yeah so that's the Hmm. big scandal that everyone always associates with cycle one so top model loves to pretend cycle one doesn't exist at all and in elise's book that she wrote about her time on the cycle she said she did not think the show was scripted at all but the situations were highly manipulated and the girls were subject to like really difficult conditions like being denied sleep they wouldn't get coats when they were cold sometimes they wouldn't get bathroom breaks with the show hoping to make them more irritable and likely to snap at each other which she's probably referencing that one time she went in and talked trash about all the other girls because she was so tired but elise also says that top model definitely launched her modeling career for sure yeah that makes sense makes me sad (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's Sort of sad to have the the curtain pulled back a little bit. Yeah, I have been looking at other previous contestants who agree with what Elise said, even in later seasons, yeah. that they would still go through really tough conditions. Yeah, I mean, it makes, like, it sounds super unethical and bad, but makes sense that they would do it to try to hype up all the, the dramatic stuff that we love to see on reality TV shows. True. And on a show like Survivor, I feel like people sign up for that shit. 
you yeah. know. <laughs> but but not a modeling <laughs> competition show. What do you feel like was a big highlight in Cycle 1? What did you really like? You said you liked Elise and Adrian's friendship. Yeah, I think that was probably the highlight for me. What was your highlight? Any moment that somebody would disagree with Janice and the hate yeah. in her eyes came forth. I, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you have always been bad. <laughs> yeah, you deserve this, Janice. <laughs> No, I really did like seeing Tyra in the beginning before things got crazy. And it was nice that it brought to light how many things that were on TV in the early 2000s that just would not be acceptable now. And I kind of love that. Yeah. That they would have to shoot the season so differently or like, I guess, edit the season so differently these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I I have a quote from Adrienne. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Um, She said, I learned I could be more than just a woman. I could be a sex machine. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you in cycle two. The Summit. Podcasts and games.